Happy Friday. I'm Brian Colbert Kennedy, and this is Important Not Important. This is the audio version of our community's Webby and Shorty-nominated newsletter. If you're new here, welcome. Your newsletter pairs the most vital science news of the week with specific data-driven action steps you can take to fight for a better future for everyone. You can get your newsletter in your inbox at importantnotimportant.com or listen to it right here. It's never enough. There could never be enough effort focused on eradicating pediatric cancer until it's gone. Or urban heat until every red-lined city block is as cool as the rest. Or air pollution until we're all free and clear. Or jobs until we've all got one, if we want one, and until those jobs are meaningful and productive for the greater good. But there's a difference between enough and a first step in the right direction to making things right. And if perfect is the enemy of done, then we can recognize historic progress when we see it and finally get started on a journey that may take decades but could transform billions of lives and every ecosystem on this, our one livable planet, in our otherwise very quiet backwater stretch of the galaxy. This week, Joe Biden, perhaps the least attractive Democratic candidate for progressive voters for about 67 reasons, announced the American Jobs Plan. It's a suite of measures that so blows away anything from the last 50 years, it nearly measures up to the decades of destructive austerity and deregulation that require it in the first place. Included are unparalleled American investments in clean energy and divestment from existing dirty sources, EV manufacturing and charging, public transit, trains, and transmission, a clean electricity standard, clean water and climate resilience, hydrogen, building retrofits, carbon capture, and more. Investments that will spur millions of jobs in a transformational, transitional economy to help us climb out of the poverty and suffering from fossil fuels and COVID to something better, cleaner, and more just. Justice is required, and so there are also investments in environmental justice. It's clear that this administration is not done, as this week they also named the White House Environmental Justice Advisory Council a collection of inclusive advisors to further this plan and more plans like it. Building a more just future requires not only forward thinking and funding for new climate tech, but also the ability to listen, and primarily to those who've suffered in the past and continue to do so now. And if you listen well enough, you might be able to gain some empathy, defined simply as the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Building back better is just another bullshit token marketing push unless we actually begin to atone for our past, guided by inclusive voices most representative of those for whom the system has injured. It will never be enough, but it is a start. We can never let our guard down. We must continue to push to hold feet to the fire. Humanity has never known an atmosphere so chalked with CO2. And we have to ask the hard questions about power, about adaptation, about surrendering to the seas where we must, and fortifying where we can, for those that have suffered the most and caused the least. We can use time-honored checks on power and greed, like unions and data-driven regulations, to wield new technologies that harness but do not destroy the oldest and most plentiful power we know, nature itself. Here's what happened this week in climate change and clean energy. Popped collars means climate oversight. New Treasury Secretary and fashion icon come at me, Janet Yellen, called climate change an existential threat and the nastiest emerging risk to financial systems. Forget the terrifying weather treats for a moment and focus on proactive change. Ireland is the first country to divest from fossil fuels. BlackRock and Vanguard are going net zero. Complicated new EU ESG rules are getting real for U.S. fund managers. You can't transform the economy without touching the financial systems. You want a new car? 
or house or office building, you get a loan, which is then resold. You get insurance, which is then reinsured. But right now, most of those necessary items don't factor in climate risk. And that's a problem for the scary bad stuff, but also the exciting good stuff. So here's your action step. We're so excited to tell you about Project Drawdown's new Climate Solutions 101 online course featuring a murderer's row of our favorite climate nerds. Get context and take action at the same time. Check it out. There's a link in the newsletter. In COVID news, better than a Scantron. For what was actually a year but felt like the course of human history, public health experts have been pleading with the US FDA to approve over-the-counter at-home rapid COVID tests. Today, they got their wish. From NPR, the newly authorized tests in the fight against COVID-19 are Abbott's Binax Now Test and Quiddell's Quick View. As always, nailing the pronunciation of things. This is a huge milestone. Dr. Michael Mina, a Harvard epidemiologist who has been a vocal advocate for widespread rapid tests, wrote in a statement responding to the news. Having an inexpensive over-the-counter test can stop the virus from spreading by detecting people who are infectious and giving them an opportunity to know their status and ideally isolate accordingly. The authorizations come two weeks after the FDA created a simple pathway for companies that already had authorized tests to be able to apply to sell an over-the-counter version. Okay, so while for now the tests won't be cheap, probably in the $20 for two tests range, the approvals are a huge step toward tracking the virus in real time and making interactions outside the home a much safer reality. But the government will have to help them produce many, many more of them if we truly want to canvas the population day in and day out. All right, here's your action step. Uh, Are you vaccinated? Are you volunteering? Are you up next? Still waiting your turn? We can't forget the millions who are suffering from COVID or grief or both, but we can also look forward to what's next. Check out the New York Times new tool for figuring out what you can safely do once you're fully vaccinated. Link in the newsletter. In medicine and biotech news, where the grass is actually greener. Racist, redlined American housing is closer to toxic air, has less reliable water, is less cool in the summer, and more prone to flooding. The lack of green space not only makes the block hotter, but deprives its citizens of an increasingly wide swath of mental health benefits. From New Scientist, the evidence of positive effects from nature includes studies on specific psychological conditions such as depression, anxiety, and mood disorder. Access to nature has also been found to improve sleep and reduce stress, increase happiness and reduce negative emotions, promote positive social interactions, and even help generate a sense of meaning to life. Being in green environments boosts various aspects of thinking, including attention, memory, and creativity in people both with and without depression. Despite COVID emptying out many of the world's major cities, urbanization is still on the rise in urban areas big and small, old and new. Diverse, sustainable, Equitably distributed and accessible green spaces have to be a part of every urban planning decision. Your action step, go local. Check out the Nature Capital Project, a Stanford-based global partnership that works with decision makers to develop measurable nature-based solutions for cities around the world, including yours. In Go Deeper news, which I think is a new one, what the hell is Infrastructure Week anyways? When I need a thoughtful, extended take on clean energy fundamentals, from batteries to transmission to EVs, All included in the new Biden plan above, I start with David Roberts at Volts. A longtime energy explainer at Vox, Roberts went solo earlier this year, writes with exceptional clarity and also posts about his adorable dog. So check out his work. There's a link in the newsletter. In food and water news, pesticide risks are growing. Yay! 
The pesticide lobby is no joke. Despite a 2006 UN recommendation for a progressive ban on highly hazardous pesticides, there's been almost zero progress. Pesticide use is growing like crazy, and that means poisonings are too. Civil Eats has more on a defining new study. Last December, four researchers from Germany, Malaysia, and the United States published the results of a systematic review estimating the number of unintentional pesticide poisonings and fatalities globally. The conclusion was startling. An estimated 44% of farmers, farm workers, and pesticide applicators experience at least one incident of acute pesticide poisoning on the job every year, and 11,000 die annually from accidental pesticide poisoning. Here's your action step. The Pesticide Action Network is working to stop kids from getting sick, make change at the EPA and USDA, and protect bees. Join a campaign by clicking the link in the newsletter. And here's the roundup. The Pfizer-BioNTech seems to be exceptionally protective in kids over 12. Amen. Netflix is going net zero and with an actual plan. A cool graph showing which countries are using how much clean energy right now. Blue steel is out and green steel is in, hopefully. Europe is in the midst of their worst droughts since Excalibur was still stuck in a rock. South Korea wants to build a wind industry, but local residents are up in arms. Welcome to the table. ProPublica is out with a devastating report on Georgia's coal ash issues. It is a must-read, as they are not alone. Hey, check out this cool new section. Friends of the podcast are in the news this week. Dr. C. Brandon Ogbunu says it's time for scientists like himself to admit they were wrong this year because it's good for science. Check the link in the newsletter. Also, Dr. Cyan Proctor was selected as one of the SpaceX Inspiration4 crew members to go to orbit. That is cool. All right, that's it for this week. To go deeper on any of the news or to find your action steps, just go to importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter. Thanks as always for being a part of our community and thank you for giving a shit. Have a great weekend.